Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Whew. This week, family dynamics. I'm not going to lie. This was kind of a, a rough topic. Yeah. Like, I had a hard time finding a book. I literally ended up doing, like, a Google search, like, family dynamic books, Thanksgiving books, because I wanted to, like, pick something that was maybe a little bit different than I normally do. Because, like, yeah, sure, I could have picked one where, like, the daughter murdered the dad or something like that like but you know those are common yeah i think i read three books trying to find one that was like oh yeah you had a real struggle yeah well so the first book was absolute trash one star i'm not even going to tell you what it is because i don't want to and then the second book was fine but like not a lot happened in the book and so it would have me been like being like and then it was day five of the family in the house together Mm. um yeah so then then i just happened to have enough time so i finished another one so and i'm happy with this one i'm impressed that you made it through three yeah i'm still four books behind did you finish all three i did yeah oh geez i figured you just like got like part way through and stopped because that's usually how i do this last one was really good well so yeah i finished the first one because i just wanted i was hoping it was going to turn around and it didn't and then the second one was a book that i was gonna cover so i had to finish it and then i had just enough time to read the third one and it was super good and so i was like kind of speed reading it at the end but i'm glad it was super good though yeah but uh, yeah i can't wait to hear about it anyways i'm gonna go first yeah because i just finished my book so it's fresh and watch me absolutely not remember any freaking (laughs) details still because i have a skill (laughs) a very particular set of skills um so i ended up picking one and i stuck with it even though it was a little slow but i picked one mostly because i like the cover Um, but it's called mostly dead things by Kristen arnett there's like a like a dead flamingo on the cover <laughs> like, I love flamingos. okay you don't really know it's dead though it's just like kind of awkward but basically like their family is like taxidermies taxidermists taxidermists yes I think that sounds right. that's the word so basically this centers around this family of taxidermists and it's incredibly dysfunctional um it it really kicks off with the dad killing himself and leaving the business to his daughter because the son has never really had a lot of interest in it. So uh, I did really like about this book that, so it was slow to go. Like I had a hard time kind of going the first like half, um, but I kind of held in there because I wanted to see how it wrapped up. I wanted to see what happened. Um, So I do think that it does a good job of like kind of making this like very intricate, but also kind of realistic family story although i do feel like some of the dynamics that i have going on are completely wild and there's absolutely no way this is going to happen in real life at least like not on the regular Mm -hmm. but i did really like the family dynamic and then at the end i felt like there was redemption like for the family kind of as a whole okay um so i did really like that about this book so this book is based around this family of taxidermists whose last name i can't think of right now but it doesn't really matter the main character's name is jessa so she finds her father um having blown his brains out so trigger warning suicide because that's basically the entirety of this book is like suicide grief loss there's a lot going on here but i also did specifically pick it because the dad's dead and not the mom i was like i can't handle (laughs) can't handle (laughs) it's a no-go um so jessa has always kind of trained with her dad to be a taxidermist she's always really enjoyed like um the work that goes along with it and basically their family doesn't necessarily do it for morbid reasons but more like they know that there's a market for it and they try to stuff the animals in a way that makes them seem alive or like gives them personality so like there's a lot of talking about like how they mount the animal 
and like treat it with respect and that kind of thing. And so I did really like that about this. Like, yes, it's a bunch of taxidermists, which can be pretty morbid. morbid. Yeah. <laughs> like they talk about it a lot. They talk about it constantly. Like it really, it really centers around like what she's doing with her life and um, where she's going next. And uh, there's a lot of dynamics. That's like her figuring out her mother. So as soon as the dad dies, Jessa ends up having to take over the shop and like help her mother with bills and all that kind of stuff. Cause her mom's never had to do that on her own. She's, you know, a housewife, you know, they're, I'm guessing it's modern times, but basically it sounds like her mom raised her children in a time when it was normal to not do anything other than raise children, you know? Mm-hmm. So her mom's complete identity was wrapped up in raising kids. At least that's how Jessa saw it. And her dad did the business and did the taxidermy. So if the dad dies, he leaves a note that says something to the effect of like, you're in charge now. Like I need you to handle this. Um, you do find out later that the dad had cancer. So it wasn't just like some horrible, like F you, I hate my family. I hate my life situation. Like yeah. nothing like that. Um, he just had cancer and he was just, he couldn't, he couldn't do it anymore. It sounds like he got pretty emaciated at the end um, as they kind of get into it. But uh, so Jess's mother starts doing a lot of like really weird and appropriate things. So she'll like come to the shop in the morning and all of the animals in the display are completely rearranged, but like in erotic poses. <laughs> so like, like a lynx will be like doing it with a buffalo or like the bear is like all up in that elk's grill like and she's just like jessa basically sees this as like a cry for help right she's just like there's something wrong with her she's not dealing with her grief like she's tearing apart years of work that dad and i put into making these animals on their mounts because she's basically ripping them from their mounts and like repositioning them so like she's not just like moving the mounts around like she's completely ripping them from the mount so like she's literally destroying like perfectly good taxidermy animals and so like the business isn't doing very well and so jessa does get some help um in the form of her brother's eldest son sort of so she ends up basically getting an assistant um things kind of start going really awry for this family so you kind of find out that so Jessa has a brother, Milo, and Milo was married to a woman named Bryn. They have two children. The first of the children is not actually Milo's child. Um, I never find out who it is, though. But they say that they, he's not related by blood to Jessa, but he looks so much like Bryn that they don't care. Um, so they never say who. Uh, anyways, she had him like while she was – Bryn had um, – bastion while she was in high school and like it's like a very close like friend group basically so like uh jessa milo and Bryn were all very close jessa and Bryn had a sexual relationship for always oh. i'm talking wow Bryn was married to the brother oh like the whole time like since they were like 14 and then Bryn one day just up and left while her kids were doing nap time yeah so like this is a very true like true to like a fucked up family dynamic like honestly like it's a lot of the things that do happen are some of the most outlandish family dynamics that you could ever think of so like Bryn or uh jessa doesn't really talk to her brother about jessa's relationship with Bryn, and so they have to like kind of spend time in the book like evolving their relationship and being able to talk about that and then um her brother's kids are spending a lot of time around taxidermy right so they start killing things for pleasure Mm, so she's got to deal with that and then um her mom with all this weird erotic stuff like the neighborhood starts like getting interest in it right and they're like oh where was that cool where's that cool display like something really interesting was happening here because like yeah sure jessa sees it as something like completely inappropriate and weird but like that's not how other people see it like Mm -hmm. that's not how her mom sees it you know and so like there's a lot of like 
self-discovery as well as like an understanding of your parents and grief, which I thought was really like a nice way to lay it out. So the mom ends up catching the attention of an art collector. And uh, this person puts on like these big galleries, right? In like a local town. It sounds like they kind of live in a small town. So it doesn't sound like it's like a huge thing, but like a bigger city than wherever they are. And so uh, like the mom ends up having this gallery and Jess is really upset about it because her mom does like a little like preview exhibition. And she explains that like, basically her art is her way of expressing like her repressed sexual feelings of like being in a heterosexual relationship for so long and not being allowed like because I guess the husband was really controlling and like not being allowed to express who she was and do what she wanted to do and like she's always wanted to do art and so like she does this very crude like bison being ridden by a cowboy that is like a depiction of their dead father like and so the kids are pretty upset. Like they don't understand why mom is doing this weird stuff. Like sure. They've always been around taxidermy, but it's in a completely different manner. Like their father is part of it. Like they don't want people to see their father like that. And so Jessa ends up actually seeing the museum gallery person. Not good. Mm. Not good. So like Jessa in her like journey to try to kind of like accept what's happened with like Bryn leaving, which was years ago at this point, but she's still just like super messed up by it because they've been together for so long and she wasn't married to her. So like Jessa in this like journey kind of like discovers the gallery lady because she like kind of makes her feel safe for some reason. She's not really sure why, but she also seems like she has kind of like a wild streak, which like Jessa says is her type, right? <laughs> which clearly, because Bryn like is basically depicted as this like hypersexualized teenager, like with bright red lipstick and popping bubble gum. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's oh, very yeah. like, like grease. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly. Um, and so like Jessa ends up in this like relationship with this museum curator and finds out that she's married and then she tells this person's spouse and then the museum is burnt down the night of the gala. Like oh, it's a whole thing. And so like this, literally this entire book, is just like a lot of very intricate relationship nuances on top of just like people dealing with how their past impacts who they are now and the decisions that they make in the future. So like that niece and nephew literally start um, sending out coupons without Jessa's knowledge about the taxidermy. And um, Jessa's like, geez, it's really weird that this person came in with like a printed coupon. Like we don't do coupons. Like who did this? Like, is there another taxidermist with our name? Like what's mm -hmm. going on here? Yeah. And like the nephew and like niece, they don't really say anything and um, just like take the lady's coupon and like kind of walk away. And so Jessa talks about like, gag taxidermy basically like putting two breeds together that shouldn't be like kind of the silly stuff versus like hunter's trophies mm -hmm. um and basically her niece and nephew start just like finding random things to kill so there's like a golf course that has some peacocks that like one of their gigs is like they have like the peacocks run around on the golf course and so like that's like their gimmick they decide to just like let the peacocks out and then run them over and then that way if anyone says anything it's roadkill and just is just like oh my god like these kids are like totally messed up because of this taxidermy and then their mom <laughs> left when they were little right and they're like it's just like literally all of the most messed up family dynamics that you can think of but like i said I hung in there because while it was kind of slow and not a lot actually really happens, like truly not a lot happens. Just the fact that like you can kind of see the way this family's relationship grows and how they become closer to each other. And like, it's really sweet to see her kind of like understand where her mom is coming from versus seeing it as just like a, no, I, I believe like whatever dad told me, like her dad's gone. Like, so her and her mom kind of foster this relationship. It's no longer like mother daughter. She like has an understanding and like they do a collaboration at the gallery at the end, which they're both comfortable with like the way the animals are depicted. Like, 
I don't know. I just really kind of enjoyed it by the time that the end came around. Although I will say that I did definitely complain to Krista when I was about halfway through about how <laughs> slow it was because it was, it truly I was, was. I was expecting you to change books. Let's be honest. I thought I was going to too, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick in because there's got to be a reason that this is like a decent book. Cause it had good reviews hmm. and I was like, there's got to be a reason. And there was, there was, okay. there's a, it, it's truly a family feel good, totally messed up dynamics, but despite it, you can, have a solid family relationship if you get to know each other story so i'm only gonna give it three and a half flamingos though i feel like half flamingos are appropriate it's still a taxidermy story yeah it would work just because it's so slow to kind of get going and like get to the point and nothing truly happens but the story itself is interesting okay is that fair good i like it yeah no it makes sense that's kind of how i felt about the second book that i was gonna read where i was like not a lot really happened in it i was wondering if that's kind of the same vibe yeah like basically how you explain it is kind of how i would have had to explain the other one or i would have just had to give like page by page but i ended up switching and i'm glad i did um because this one that i'm gonna do now is definitely a lot better so i ended up reading the bookshop of yesterdays by amy meyerson book three (laughs) book three for this episode husha yeah it was it was an adventure to get here, but here we are. Ready. So this book is about, um, so it starts with Miranda, it's the main character, and her Uncle Billy. So she basically like her whole life. So her Uncle Billy owned this bookstore there in um, L.A. It's called Prospero Books, and it's named from Prospero. I think I'm saying that right. I don't actually know. From The Tempest, which is like one of Shakespeare's plays, apparently. But either way, he owned this bookshop, had a cafe in it and everything like that. And uh, she could go in and he would like take her in like once a month or every couple months or whatever and be like, oh, pick like whatever book you want is free. Da, 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 da. And like, I mean, that's just awesome. And then he would also like make all these like little like adventures and quest for her. And so there'd be like a riddle um, and she had to figure out what the riddle was. And that's how she figured out her next clue. Um, so like one of the first ones that it was um, or like one of the first ones that they kind of explained was that there was like this big earthquake and um, she was like super scared and he like picked her up the next day or whatever. And he's a seismologist? Earthquake guy, yeah. Yeah, earthquake guy. So, like, that's what he does. (laughs) Um, So, he owns a bookshop and he's a seismologist. So, he also, like, anytime there's an earthquake anywhere, he, like, flies out and they study it and stuff. And so, like, that's kind of what he explains to her is, like, um, from, like, learning these things, we can make things safer and better. So, like, you don't need to worry Mm -hmm. because we're going to learn from the past. We'll have a better future, blah, 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 blah. But so he, like, has a quest where he's, like, showing her, like, how to do these. And so, like, one of the riddles is, like, I'm a color, but also a fruit. And she's, like, four or five or something at this point. And she's, like, I don't know. And and he's, like, is it an apple? And she's, like, no. And he's, like, is it grapes? No. And she's, like, then what could it be? And she's, like, it's an orange. So, like, super cute. Um, And so it's going. And so then so you're like oh they have a super cute relationship that's awesome and then it's her like 12th birthday party and he was supposed to show up and he doesn't show up but like she doesn't seem like that upset like she's having a whole bunch of like fun with her friends and stuff like that she's like more concerned because her parents are kind of like whisper fighting and she was like Mm. what the heck is going on that's weird no one likes that yeah and so then um it's like 3 a.m and she gets woken up and uncle billy is there at the front door and her mom gets the door and they're like arguing or whatever and they like see her and she gets sent back to her room and then the next day he picks her up and he like has a whole nother quest for her it's like her birthday quest and it ends with her getting a puppy 
that her mom specifically says she's not allowed to have because her mom is like you're 12 like soon all you're gonna care about is friends and boys and doing things like you're not gonna have like you're gonna not care about this puppy much longer like yeah maybe you'll take care of it for the first year but then you're gonna have all these other things going on in your life and i'm gonna be stuck caring for this damn dog i don't want right and though? so oh it's totally understandable <laughs> so for- true yeah, i'm like god i'm old now i understand the mom side of it damn but but either way, Uncle Billy does it anyways, like, gets to the puppy, and so she, like, gets dropped off at home, and, like, Billy didn't come in that time. He, like, picked her up in the driveway and stayed in the car, and so you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, they're obviously still fighting the mom and him. Mm-hmm. And then, so she's super excited, and she goes home, she runs in, she's got the puppy, and the mom is like, nope, where, do, where did you get this? We're returning the dog. Like, nope. I told him no. You know it's no. And so then, but then- No doggo. Ne- but then she never sees Billy again after that. Like, she never sees her uncle again. And she, like, calls him a whole bunch of times. It's, like, within, like, the next week or something. She, like, calls him a bunch. She calls her mom a bitch. And then, like... Rude. Unacceptable. I I remember I did that at that age. It was not good. Very bad daughter. I mean, everyone threw that word out at that age just to see how much power it held. Okay? We were all dicks at 14 or whatever. Exactly. So, so like, she, like, leaves a whole bunch of voicemails. And he never calls back. Never does anything. Um, and she's, like, kind of devastated by this. But, like, she keeps trying. Like, I mean, she doesn't, like, keep calling. She, like, is, like, oh, that's what it is. So her buddy, her friend, like, I think her best friend's name is Josie or something like that. Um, they, like, make a plan about how she's going to tell her mom that she's going to go stay at Josie's. But then she actually ends up taking the bus. They, like, figured out the whole bus schedule and everything. And she takes the bus to the bookstore. crafty. Yeah. Um, and there's this guy, Lee, is working there. And he's always worked there. She's known him, like, her whole life. And he's, like, oh, she's, like, is Billy there? And because she had called before, she'd called a couple days before and asked if he was there. And he was like, Oh no, he should be in on Sunday. And then she like hung up before he could realize, she, Lee could realize that it was her. And so now it's Sunday. And so she gets there and she's like, Oh, is Billy here? And he's like, huh, I'm gonna Go get a hot cocoa in the cafe, like BRB. I'm leaving. And so then she like, he either like calls Billy or something or gets a hold. We don't really know if he gets a hold of Billy or not. But he goes and he's like, Hey, yeah, he's not here and he can't make it. But I called your mom. Just gonna come pick you up. And she's like, What? You called my mom? Like, and he was like, Oops. But so then it kind of like jumps forward. She's now an adult. She's 26, 27, something like that. She lives in Philadelphia. She's a history teacher. Um, she's dating the other history teacher, Teacher Classic. Jay. Because the thing at their school, it's Teacher Miranda. Teacher, teacher Anne, teacher J, like teacher first name. So, oh, I see. So they've just moved in together, but it also like sounds like as you look kind of like going through the book that they haven't actually been dating all that long. So like you're like okay, you kind of moved in a little early, maybe, but whatever. Mm. But so she moved into his place, and so she has a storage unit of all of her crap, and like Classic, they still yeah. have like it's all the pick like all the paintings and all the art on the walls are things that his mom picked out even though the art that she has that she wants to hang up she picked out she's super passionate about she really likes it but they had she had to concede because jay said it's just not worth upsetting his mother and she like, doesn't live there yeah and so like that's basically how she explains <gasps> like yeah seriously that's basically how she like Again. explains like all of this is that like like she doesn't i mean she's only lived there like a month or something at this point when you like meet her in the book as an adult and this is um, why you don't move in together in someone's existing apartment you move into your own place oh yeah i 100 percent feel that i moved into the existing apartment and oh yeah, yeah a, i forgot you did that i wasn't pointed, a, i swear no you're fine it takes a very long time for it to feel like our place and not uh-huh. their place that you just happen to have your socks and stuff at you know it takes right. a while and I can so imagine. Like, she hasn't even got there which is understandable it hasn't been all that long like they're about to have a housewarming party like that's how 
new it is because like fresh jay wants to have a housewarming party and she like doesn't want it like she's not the kind of person she doesn't want like it's apparently gonna be like some big rager i'm like we're 27 do we still have big ragers like what is happening but no and so but they're gonna have a 27 year old i can say no oh i'm not 27 anymore but i didn't last year yeah but so like it started out and like it had like there was like seven eight ten friends over maybe something like something small they were eating like take out out of the containers and she's like this like this is what i wanted love it and then like all the randos start showing up and like somebody oh, no. turns up the music and there's dancing and she's just like no ugh, not having it i um, want a house party i'm an adult i want a charcuterie board and everyone home at 10 exactly that's yeah and that's like exactly the kind of night that she wanted um and it's like they had just finished up school like the school year had just ended like earlier that week or something like that so it's like the start of their summer break and everything and then so she gets a phone call from her mom and it's like 11 p.m something like that and she's like that's weird like we literally spoke this morning like they talk like every day multiple times a day like her mom knew that she was having this party so she was like she wouldn't be calling unless something happened like she knew that i was here at the, having this party she wouldn't be interrupting unless something important happened right so she goes she goes she answers it and she finds out that billy has died <laughs> and so and like her mom and her uncle have not spoken since that day when she was 12 like billy's come over all the time he doesn't come over anymore like yeah and like she hasn't spoken to him since she was 12 but it like hits her way harder than she was expecting and like since her mom like never spoke about it never told her what the fight was about like nothing she's just like this is like you always expect you have more time to make it up and then when someone dies like young don't Yeah. yeah exactly and so then so it's like the next day and so she like jay comes out and she like tells her and he's like do you want me to kick everybody out and she's like no she's like honestly i kind of don't want to think about it right now like i don't want like people like feeling pity like i'd rather they just not know yeah because i'm not ready and he's like okay and so then it's like the next day and um they like go out to brunch or something like that i don't really remember but she ends up getting the check in the mail and there's a package from um and it's got the tempest but it's like the mass produced version of it and she's like that's kind of weird like that's not really because there's also like a letter and on this card and she was like it's definitely like one of like his riddle quests she's like billy sent me this it's like a quest interested yeah and you're like she's like but she couldn't figure it out for a little while but then i can't remember how but she figures out what it is um and so then she's like okay i'm gonna go home and she like figures out when the funeral is so she's like i'm gonna fly home to la i'm gonna go to the funeral so she calls her mom and she's like hey i'm gonna go to uncle billy's funeral and her mom's like, what? Why? Why would you do that? Why? Mm-hmm. And she was like, because, you know, he's my uncle and da 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 da. And her mom's like, you haven't spoken in 16 years. Why would you do that? Odd. Meh. Okay, fine. Whatever. And so she like flies in, but her dad picks her up at the airport, not her mom. And she's like, that's kind of weird. And so then she's like, the whole time she's like, like, mom, are you like, are you sure you don't want to come to the funeral with me? And her mom's like, no. Mom being sus yeah and so she asked like multiple times she's and at one point she's even like she's mom i'm worried that you're gonna regret it if you don't come like and she was like i don't want to go like in a conversation so she goes to the funeral and like it's like his grave is like just between like two like rando people that she doesn't know and she was like is this like the sad loner corner of the like play like family plot <laughs> yeah she was like yeah and then she's like it's odd too because like so she doesn't have any other family so like her all of her grandparents died when she was like either before she was born or when she was like two or younger or something like that. She's an only child. She has like Billy was her only uncle. She's like, it's kind of odd that he's not buried with like her grandparents, but she doesn't like think too much of it, whatever. Um, and it's then a space issue, okay? Sometimes you can't secure the plot <laughs> next door. It's very expensive. Um, 
But so then she started trying to like work on this quest, and she hasn't told her mom about the quest because she's just like every time I like bring up she Uncle Billy, like she gets upset, she gets worried, and like she already thinks it's weird that I'm like here for the funeral, and so I think she ends up going to the bookstore or something. But basically, what the book is is her kind of just like figuring out what all these quests are, and eventually she ends up meeting um, Billy's lawyer. His name it doesn't really matter because i don't remember it um, and in the will so the so part of his like will estate whatever there's another riddle and then the fact that he is giving her all of the ownership of the bookstore mm. which you're like oh cool i would love to be given a bookstore except for i wish it's in a lot a lot a lot of debt and i don't wish it's gonna close and like at this time i think it's like three months it's the end of september like the lawyer's like there's enough money to make it through the end of september but if something doesn't change and she's like well i don't want to like sell the bookstore to just anybody because this entire like neighborhood like everybody has sold is totally changed justification all this shit right and she's like i don't want that she's like i mean if i can find somebody who's willing to keep it a bookstore sure because also at this point like she's still planning on going home because like when jay dropped her off at the airport which first she was like this weird like he had to like rent a, a city car or something i don't know it's probably like some new york thing some small made up like one of those smart cars those little tiny ones probably so we had to like rent that to drive her and she was like it literally would have been cheaper if i had just taken a cab but whatever he really wanted to drive me to the airport like thinking it was all romantic or some nonsense and he was like, take all the time you need, da, 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 da. And then she calls, like, after the funeral or something, mm-hmm. or, like, the next day. And he's like, or, no, it's after the funeral. It's the night of the funeral. And he's like, oh, I think cause maybe that's the same night that she figured out that she got the bookstore in the will or something. And he's like, oh, so you're not coming home tomorrow? And she was like, I never said I was coming home tomorrow. Also, like, what happened to, like, take all the time you need? And he's like, well, I figured you'd just go to the funeral and come home. She was like, No okay weirdo and she's like oh, no there's pressure. more to do yeah she's like probably by like the end of the week and he's like okay and like he's just kind of trash like basically i don't like him already book. yeah like and like and it's things like that where like he's not willing to like take down the art that he doesn't even care about because his mom bought it for him and then you find out later that like if his mom called with anything they both had to drop what they were doing and go it didn't matter if they already had plans if they had dinner like they had to go do whatever it was that she needed I've always heard never date a boy that is that into his mama because she'll always be in charge. Yeah, that's and that's pretty much like like this entire relationship. That's like explains. Their so it tracks perfectly. and the yeah. stereotype sticks. Don't yeah. date a mama's boy. Yeah. Oh, not when they're that deep. Yes, they should like their mom. If they don't treat their mom well, they won't treat you well. But yeah, <laughs> they but should they, be that attached. No, they should not be running at a drop a hat and canceling your plans. Or keeping their mom's Fred Meyer art up. (laughs) Yeah, especially when the art in comparison is something that the other person actually cares about. Right. If if that's the only art either two of you have, sure. Right, if you literally only have two things to hang on your wall, leave it. But if, like, someone else moves in and you can get rid of your freaking, like, dollar store art, toss it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, that's already, you're kind of already annoyed at Jay at that point. Dislike. So then she, because this, so then she starts kind of, like, figuring out, like, so she goes to the bookstore and like Marcus is like the manager there and he instantly takes a dislike to her because it's like she's him and lady. like no, it's like him and like two other employees and they're all kind of worried that she's gonna like sell it off and they're gonna lose her jobs kind of a thing. Mm. Gotcha. But so she's still trying to figure out the quest. And basically she's like, it's like, well, it's his last like the last thing that he like gave to me was this quest. I need to figure out what the heck happened. Yeah, I would too. And so she starts asking, like, can't remember how it all goes. But, like, one of them leads her to, like, 
this doctor he's a doc he has a doctorate i guess he's not an actual doctor um well it does lead him to actual doctor i don't remember what order so it doesn't really matter either way so at one point she ends up following a clue to his actual doctor because he mm. died of like really late stage cancer or something like that like by the time oh, that sucks by the time he was like going to like by the time he finally went and saw the doctor it was like there was tumors everywhere and there was nothing they could do so he it's knew everyone's that he was, greatest fear yeah so he knew that he was gonna die so that's why he had like time to set up all this stuff um and like he had already like signed a form and everything that like so the doctor could like give her all the all of his medical information and everything like that and show her all the charts so he had already had that all signed and then he even had like a letter that like billy had sent to him that was like this is for miranda and so like gave her like the next clue and that one led to this guy this like guy has like a doctorate in something or other and like had gone to high school with billy and then like and that's when she finds out that Billy was married before to this oh, woman named wow. Evelyn. And Evelyn's what? headstone was the one that was next to his headstone. And so that makes like, so much more sense. Yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, but like, how did I never know that yeah. he was married? And so she like says something to her mom and her mom's like not oh. having it, not willing to talk about anything. That mama needs to give up some deets. Oh, once she finally does, though, you understand why she held it so tight for so long. Because, oh. This is like this book is like so freaking family drama, where like, but oh my gosh the twist. But so then, so she yeah so basically it's like trying to figure out like how did Evelyn die, and she like asks her dad and her dad's like oh she had like a really big seizure and she's like that's really weird like why would mom not tell me if she just died from a seizure like what the heck happened, and then she ends up running into this woman who like has written all these like memoirs and stuff and she's like kind of famous in like author world. And, like, so, like, but she knew Billy, too. Like, they ended up at the same, like, grief group or whatever. And, like, they were lovers for a bit. Because that's the other thing. Wow. So there was an apartment at, on the top of the bookstore where, like, that was where Billy lived. That's my dream. Can I just say? That's my fucking oh, dream. Is right? to yeah. run a bookstore or bakery. I will accept bakery mm-hmm. and live on top. It sounded adorable, too. Like, the whole setup just sounded so cute. It sounds so she, amazing. Like, so she had, like, gone in there. Oh, yeah, because I was thinking, like, when, like, the lawyer guy, like, gave her, like, these two keys, and, like, one of them was this antique <gasps> key. So she's trying to, like, upstairs. put it in, like, everything that she could, and it was in, like, this desk drawer. And that was where he, she found that he had kept all – because she had, like, sent him a letter when she graduated and was like, hi, like, I really wish you could be there, ba ba da And, like, had sent a couple other letters throughout the she years. Sent her he, that, she sent that letter, though, like, not knowing exactly what the fight was about. So Billy knows. So Miranda doesn't know what the fight is. She just knows that she wanted to still like see her uncle. That's what I'm saying though. It's like, but you don't know like what your parent doesn't tell you. Yeah. So like, why would you send a letter or something? Like it could be really bad. Like what if he was a pervert and she doesn't no. want you to be scarred? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know. I don't think I'd send a letter. <laughs> well, but I mean, that's kind of on the mom. I mean, if he is a pervert, maybe you should like you should have said that then yeah because that's the other thing too is that like it comes find it later complicated dynamic not like giving away anything of what it is that's like causing the fight because it's like because i'm on the edge i need super big twist but basically the mom like didn't want her to ever like hate billy or be disappointed in billy and stuff like that and so that's why she like kept a lot of these things because she was worried that if she found out that like she would hate him and she didn't want that pervert it's not i'll tell you i'll I'll spoil that it's not a pervert it's not a pervert it's not that at all but so then um but so then when she's talking to this the like semi-famous author gal that he knew 
um that's when she finds out that apparently like um he blamed oh because he found a letter that's what it is because in a drawer where like his letters were there was a letter that she had written and was Mm. basically like you need to stop blaming yourself for evelyn's death and so she was like oh was he like was he drinking and driving and there was an accident but then why did my dad say that she died of a seizure like that's super weird like what is going on and like her mom still won't talk about anything and her dad is very like her dad like does tell her like kind of says like a little bit about like how like her it's mom, not his information to share you know like that's probably why yeah it's not his story to tell and the mom has been like very specific that like he doesn't want her to know but like, he does give away that like evelyn and her mom were like friends in high school they were best friends in high school and like that's how billy met evelyn and all these things and Seems so real similar to my story yeah it kind of is a little bit that's what i was saying there are some separate dynamics but some overlapping yeah and like a lot of like grief and like figuring out family yeah shit. yeah, yeah when you were it. explaining yours i was like similar books huh and so yeah so she's basically trying to figure out like what the heck happened to evelyn or yeah to evelyn um like what is billy trying to tell her and then like because he like highlights in books and like has all his little like letters and he like sends them to all these other people and all these things um and so at some point she realizes that he's trying to like get her forgiveness for something and she was like what is that i don't know what's going on Hmm. like what is happening but then at the same time like similar to that she's trying to save the bookstore and so she like finally like she's got a lot going on yeah so she finally tells malcolm and then linda and charlie are the other two employees she was like hey like this is the deal uh, so she's into malcolm it's gonna close how did you know already weird what she's like the books are we have like till the end of september like figure some shit out and so they get like really drunk one night and they're like okay like we can do like they're like we can bring in like more new authors and we can have more authors like read stuff and we can do like i don't know they do like book clubs and like a crochet club these are solid ideas and not just like solid drunk ideas like actual they're actually like good ideas um and then they decide that like what their big one is going to be to like kind of give them that last little push to give give them more a chance for because these are all going to be like smaller ideas right like it's going to take time too because they're basically selling like enough books in a day like they should be selling that many books an hour to be like super popular. oh rough yeah and they're going into and like it always like kicks up in like december like people buy books and like to shape for christmas and, and that, yeah but they're going to august and august is like their slowest month because apparently everybody in la is gone in august everyone listens to audible in august well so that's what the other ones are like okay should we start selling ebooks and like these things like that and you're like yes yes the answer is yes should um, can small bookstores do that it's such a semantic. I don't even know if that's possible. You can you sell ebooks. I guess you buy the rights to sell that book, basically. Yeah. And, and so then like, you have it online. Yeah. So purchase. instead of like, if it wasn't audible, where it's like you're paying for your credit, if you were just buying the book instead of paying like you just Amazon pay them $19.95 or whatever. Yeah. 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 You don't pay Amazon. You pay your small book store. Interesting. It's a good idea, except for the fact that this audible is a great ideas. I love it. Yeah. I hope they panned out for them. <laughs> so so their big plan though is that like because they need obviously time for all these smaller things to get rolling and all mm-hmm. this stuff so they're gonna throw a big gala on like the 29th of september because they're like we're either like celebrating and it's gonna be the one that's gonna push us or it's gonna close and who cares and so they get like so the rest of their money goes to the gala <laughs> so they will end up getting like a ton of donations they're gonna do a silent oh, auction yeah. they're gonna sell tickets all these things and so they end up getting like everybody in like the neighborhood who was like managed to survive this gentrification like they all participate like a mexican restaurant like gives them a whole bunch of food like they don't like the florist makes like all the centerpieces um 
I think it's adorable. Sylvia. That is the, I think it's Sylvia is like the semi-famous author lady. She was like, Hey, she was like, I have a new book that I like is still in the process of writing. And she's like, I'll read from it. She was like, they literally like publicists tell you not to do stuff like that. She was like, I don't care. I'll do it. Like that'll bring people in and then they can get like some smaller names. You're not supposed to because it's like a free tidbit. Yeah, exactly. She's like, and then maybe you can get like some smaller names, but like that'll still be great. And then, and she was like, and I'll auction off like dinner with myself. She's like, I'll invite all of my rich friends and make sure they come. Like they can pay for the privilege to have lunch with me, even though they could just have lunch with me. All me and have lunch with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because rich people often do know how to support a good cause. Because they've got the money to do it. Exactly. And so they end up getting like a whole bunch of people on board. And but Aww. so like that's like kind of all in the works. But then she starts like doing like these like day long trips to go try to follow this like scavenger hunt basically to figure out like what in the world is it. Like at one point she goes out to this cabin that this like just a woman owns and it's like has nothing to do. And she was like, Well, do you know who the previous owners were? And she was like, My parents bought this house, this cabin like 25 years ago. And she's like, okay, but like, do they know? And she was like, they're dead. She's like, go ask Dottie. No at the one li-. knows that stuff. She's like, go ask Dottie at the library. If anybody like knew what the hell you were talking about, it'd be her. So she like goes to this teeny ass fucking library and like ask somebody. And she's like looking at like microfilm. ancient. From like, because she was the like, microfiche? microfiche. Jesus. Yeah. And she's like, it's from like 1982 to 1984. It's somewhere in there. And she's oh like, there was like, like a storm or something. And Dottie's like, okay, um, yeah, like I remember there was a storm somewhere in there. Um, I guess you can rule out any month between like May and October. Well, just kidding. Uh, maybe look at October and May because like winters were longer back then. It's like someone asking you and I if like we remembered which hurricane happened between 2000 and 2004. Like there were a bunch. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. You got to go look it up. And so she literally Google goes storm. Like, yeah. So she goes in like day by day by day through like two years she like finds the storm that she's looking for and so like and then as she's like leaving with this information which i'm not going to tell you what it is because it's good figure things out on the edge dotty comes running out and she's like are you miranda and she was like because she's had this big like revelation and so she doesn't care and she's like wait what do you how do you know my name and she was like, oh, like this came for you a year ago. And so she just no. now saying this? Or no, it wasn't a year ago. Well, I don't think so I'm not positive that the librarian lady who helped her was Dottie. So like maybe Dottie just realized. Oh, it could have just been like a random librarian. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not okay. positive it was Dottie who like right. showed her the microfiche. But yeah, so she was like, oh yeah, like part of like the uh, stipulation it. for this, like, because they got like some a bunch of money as a donation to like basically keep their library going. And she was like, part of it was that if you ever came by, I had to make sure you got this exact copy of this book. Because that's the thing. It's like a lot of his things are like, things are tucked in books or like there's passages highlighted in all these books. Like that's how he like does a scavenger hunt. But she's, of course, Miranda at this point is acting like a fucking child and I want to smack her upside a goddamn head. Oh, this woman. <sighs> like she's like- hey Girl, you could be trying to find shit out about an uncle who didn't leave you clues. Yeah, like good luck then, meh. Like, you wouldn't have a bookstore. You wouldn't have anything. But, like, she gets, like, super grumpy with her mom. And, like, her mom's all pissy with her. And, like, they talk, like, multiple times a day. And now they're, like, not talking at all. And she's, like, she, like, gets mad because she's, like, and then finally she was, like, oh, my gosh, I realized that, like, my mom is grieving, too. And you're, like, 
No yeah. shit. And then, like, Malcolm, who, like, is the manager of the bookstore, has known Billy for, like, 10, 15 years. Like, it was, like, his best friend. And she finally is like, oh, my gosh, he wasn't lying to me. He was grieving, and he didn't want to talk about Billy. And you're like, yes, you're not the only person in the entire world who gets to grieve that somebody died. And, like, and then she gets all, like, she starts, like, she has, like, some big fight with Jay, which, like. Most people are grieving somebody, okay? Like, just assume that. Yeah. So she, like, gets the book from Dottie, and she, like, instantly, like, throws it in the trash outside and, like, drives off. And, like, miles later, like, freaks out makes a giant U-turn and goes and gets it out of the trash. And you're, like, wow, girl, you're looking somebody to throw a milkshake on that. Like, come the on. The drama. And so then she, like, has these, like, big blowout fights with Jay over, like, text or whatever. And then he'll, like, or, like, they'll be calling. And then he'll just send, like, an emoji. And she's, like, I don't really know what that emoji even is supposed to mean. But it's so cute that he's being so sensitive. And you're, like, honey, winky face emoji is not sensitive. It's not emotional intelligence, Egg- Eggplant. That's not emotions. Come I was on. just about to say, was it an eggplant? It was, like, some, like, weird, like, sly winky face one or something that I'm, like, I don't even oh, know like which one. like that smirky winky? Yeah. But she, like, she, like, says it as words of, like, smirky winky face and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about she because he's like teaching like soccer camp or something because he like plays soccer um and he like gets all like the eighth grade boys to be like hey we miss you and she's like oh he got eighth graders to say how are and i'm like you can no. get them to say anything yeah i'm like i have been in enough of those videos like no you just get told to do it and you just you just do it like you it's just not do impressive. it because the group did yeah wow and so like as like the summer is going because at first it's like oh it'll be a week and then it'll be another week and then she's like oh definitely back by the fourth of july because for her like that's like the holiday that she wants to like spend with somebody as a couple and so then it's like the week before the fourth or something like that and he was like oh when do you come home and she's like oh i haven't bought my ticket and he was like it's a week away what do you mean you haven't bought your ticket i mean i'd be annoyed too Oh, yeah, that's true. I would be, too. And she I would be, says, too, to be fair. Yeah, after she, like, hangs up, she was like, okay, if rules were reversed, I'd be super annoyed. But at the same time, you're like, she's literally grieving. She has a lot going on. Yeah. And every but time... She's gr- but to be fair, she's grieving someone she doesn't know. <laughs> Which can be worse. Can be worse. Yeah. And I, like, I can, like, see, like, I can see both sides. But, like, every time that, like, Jay calls or she calls Jay, literally every conversation, all the stories are about what Jay's doing in his, like, soccer club with his eighth graders. He never asks about the bookstore. He never asks about her mom never asked about like how she's doing with like so grieving insensitive. and then he she even like tells him about the quest and he's not like how's your scavenger hunt he's not like incredibly going. interested and wants to know how it ends because i am and or like and don't even like maybe don't even be interested but this is supposed to be your girlfriend so like pretend to, like at least pretend to care follow-up questions so like, that's where i'm like <sighs> okay jay you can kind of screw off freaking men and so yeah, and then at one point, he says he's going out with the fellas, and she's like, I hate it when he calls them the fellas. And I'm like, oh, okay, honey, you just need a break up at this point. Like, that's- Was he Irish in the 1940s? Like, come on. Um, but then, like, and so then at one point, he's like, oh, my mom wants to buy these tickets to this thing. And she's like, yeah, I'm not making it back for that. I don't know. Like, end of, like, end of summer. She's like, I'll definitely back by or- in time for orientation. And you're like, no, you're not. Uh-huh, no. You're staying here forever now. This never leaving gonna, you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna be a bookstore owner it's like a classic book trope where they're like no it won't be forever i'll be here for three months tops and they never leave yeah which like you definitely see coming like very early in the book though which i just mean, a bookstore to run yeah and so then like when they which is i'm gonna spoil this one which honestly if y'all didn't see this coming then the joke's on you they break up <gasps> yeah. so I'm horrified. Just, she decides she spoiled the entire book. She decides to say, so she calls her principal three weeks before school is supposed to start again. And she's like, I already know that my principal's gonna be so disappointed. And so she calls the principal and she's like, Yeah, I'm not coming back. 
super sorry. And she's like, you're sorry? She's like, yeah. She's like, this is a terrible inconvenience. And she's like, I know. She's like, I am so, so disappointed in you. And you're like, settle, boss, lady. Like, meh. And so then she calls Jay. And Jay is just like, what am I supposed to do with your stuff? And she's like, I don't know. I'll send somebody over to get it. And he's like, okay. And like, hangs up. At least you didn't like burn it. True. But I'm like, that, like, that, like, you sound like so upset. But then you're just like, like, you're not going to fight for it. You're not going to, whatever. Oh, fine. But I mean, and also like most of her stuff, the shit she really cares about is in a storage unit. So, right, doesn't I mean, matter. Get it. Yeah, she'll have to go get it anyways. But, anyways, super good book, super loved it. I'm gonna give it like four and a half Intriguing. stars because there there was a good chunk of time where I just got so annoyed with Miranda, where like mm. everything was woe was her. Like, how dare anybody have any like? Because Josie finally gets like this really big part in this play. And is like has like auditions and she has to like go do all these important actor lady things and she's just and Miranda is like she didn't even ask me about my sad depressing thing get out of here and then she'll be like but I understand because it's like she's finally having like a good thing and like she gets mad because it's like Josie's mom like her mom was like basically always late to like I like missed like every recital in school and like would forget to pick her up or would be go off and be in Miami with whatever boyfriend and then she just had like two older sisters. Mm-hmm. And so she spent a lot of time there and so at one point she's just like i'll trade you moms mine's she's lying to me and i don't know what she's lying about Meh. whatever okay. at least you have an uncle who's alive and josie's like your mom is, was there for literally everything like you're the one fighting with your mom you're the one you who's know, like, most people don't talk to their uncles that much right <laughs> yeah she's like you're the one who's like pushing this fight because like how dare your mom have a thing that she doesn't want and then at one point josie's even like your own mom is grieving. Like, you aren't owed her secrets. We aren't owed our parents' secrets. And Miranda's no. like, eh. but we talk about everything. She's eh. kind of a brat. Yeah. So that's why they lose half a star because of that. Because, like, it definitely gets- Miranda's attitude. Yeah. She picks it back up. Like, she definitely dips down for a while. But mm-hmm. it gets picked back up. That's no, good. good. Uh, the big twist, like, totally did not see it coming at all. Interested. Um, and I liked how they did it. So, like, I didn't get a lot of the references because a lot of it is, like, classic literature that I've never read. Is it dated? No. It's just, like, just, that was, like, oh, their okay. thing was more, like, classic, like, the, like, Billy and Miranda. That was kind of, like, more their thing. And so it was, like, the bookstore, oh. I get it. And it was, like, Frankenstein would be one of the books and, like, Jane Eyre. Gotcha. Um, things that, like, I just never read. So I just didn't really get them. But that's fine because she told me what the riddle meant. And also, it was... I appreciate felt, that. A lot of it felt very, like, insider knowledge. Like, you had to, like know how billy thought to like get it and i don't know billy i never had the chance to meet him before he passed unfortunately so i don't really get his style if you will um communication brand yeah but yeah no it was still a really good book is i mean i read it in like a day and a half so it's like yeah you read it pretty fast yeah i mean it's like 370 pages or 300 i'm impressed or something but like yeah it reads quick which is nice um and like i liked how they how she like started to introduce characters because it would be like this one clue would lead you to this person and then like so how like each of these steps they like, brought you to this person who brought you to this person who brought you to this person mm-hmm. in the story like billy laid out his freaking scavenger hunt quest so well like you were just like and he thought through like everything so like the fact that he like thought through making sure that uh he had already signed all the forms for like hippo reasons so his doctor could talk and he had sent like all of these things like at one point he like sent um an envelope to a, and I'm not going to say who it was, but it sent it and was like, and it was just was like, if she ever shows up, like, 
And the person who got it, like, was like, oh, I know exactly who he meant. This was, like, I know who this letter is for. It doesn't say any names. And, like, the, It's clear, though. Well, it could have been his sister, too. I mean, honestly, like, if she true. ever shows up, like, he knew someone would come looking and it would be his niece or his sister. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the uh, guy who's, like, the, was a high school friend, um, other PhD guy, he was like, oh, he's like, no, he's like, I got a letter. He's like, I have this thing. And he's like, and I know I wouldn't have thrown it out because it was kind of weird that like and so he like finds that letter which has like those clues and like mm. and that like he had like made sure that like Dottie at the library like so many and, happen chance yeah like, lucky he moments thought through freaking everything and at one point like it stalls for a little bit and she was like mm. she had Sheila had to have the next answer like she had to have the next clue and then like randomly Sheila comes back in and she was like I literally just got this envelope in the mail today and you're like why was it delayed and then you're like oh the lawyer was delayed in mailing it Mm. oh huh weird this is some like psa love you shit kind of yeah a little bit a little more like adventure quest i think yeah but still similar like a dead Mm -hmm. person's basically sending you letters and clues to help you figure out what's next and like unravel their story super interesting freaking love it Mm -hmm. good pick good third pick yeah well it took a lot to get there but we made it so made it yeah um i don't think we have uh, theme picked out for the next no, one. No, we're killing it on not picking new topics ahead yeah. of time. The next one will drop on the week of Thanksgiving. So, I got nothing. I maybe got- maybe let's pick like a cozy pick because it's we're going to start feeling the cold weather because it's going to be the week of Thanksgiving, so it's almost December, but not quite winter. Maybe okay. do a cozy pick. Just like sure. something that feels cozy and yeah. comfortable and happy. I like maybe. it. Yeah. These ones are pretty intense. Yeah, maybe maybe a little maybe something family. a little cheerier. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone has that to look forward to. Oh, I do have a thing. I have a question for the audience because here's another reason that goes with why she also lasts half a star. She calls I five the I five. <gasps> That's a California thing. I was just gonna ask, so I looked it up. She lives in California, and I was like, do people who live That's in California? They call it the four hundred five. What? You don't take the I-5 down to the I-90. Yeah, no, it's a California thing. Oh, my God. I hate it so much. I'm (laughs) like, so annoying. I-5. I'm like, it's the I-5 corridor. If you want to talk about the entire length of it and how we're going up and down it. Oh, yeah. No, they just call it like the five. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm." no. Well, then randomly later, she'd call something 210. She wouldn't call it the 210. But she'd she'd get off the I-5 to 210. Or 210 was backed up. And I was like, why can't I-5 be backed up? Why does the I-5 have to be backed up? Ugh. Yeah, it's a California thing for sure, though. Mm. Okay. I just had to get now that one know. out there. Anyways, <laughs> if anybody wants to reach out on social media, also complain about people calling interstates the interstate. We are on... Or defend it. Or if you want to try to defend it. If you want to try to convince me, I, I wish you all the luck. I I'm am, open. I'm ready to listen. And stubborn. Yeah, very stubborn. Uh, anyways, we're on Instagram at Isn't It Past Your Bedtime and Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. You can check out our website to see what we've listened to in the past in our archive, as well as what's coming up next at Isn't It Past Your Bedtime.com. Email. We have one of those. If you have lots of things to say, if you really, really, really want to try to convince me that the I5 makes more sense, it is Isn't It Past Your Bedtime at gmail.com. I think that's it. Yeah. I think, I think that's all the places. I think that's all we got for you. So we will talk at all you guys in a couple of weeks with something a bit more cozy and not quite so heavy. Bye everyone. Bye.